Welcome to another edition of Vinnie's Voices. My name is Natasha Belling. This podcast is an opportunity to showcase the extraordinary alumni from St Vincent's College and share their inspirational stories. Our guest today is Lorraine Ruster. Lorraine is at the forefront of our very exciting future. This incredibly intelligent innovator has been instrumental in setting up groundbreaking companies that not only ensure humans flourish, but are also socially responsible, enabling future generations to succeed in a sustainable way. Lorraine is a multi-skilled high achiever with a very impressive host of university degrees across science, the arts, business, finance and psychology. Loren helped establish a groundbreaking Indigenous program within the PwC network and has also worked on innovative technology with landmine detection. Loren is now working on an exciting career in applied cybernetics that combines technology, society and the environment, working on innovative ways we can create technologies of the future that are both safe and socially responsible. Loren says now more than ever, she really values the well-rounded education she received at St Vincent's College, giving her invaluable skills to succeed both in her career and life. Loren, thanks so much for joining us. You have this extraordinary career. Tell us what you wanted to do career-wise when you were at St Vincent's College. Well, it was a pretty unknown adventure then, I must say. When I was at Vinnie's, I really had no idea what I wanted to do, but I had gone to a science nerd camp called the National Science <laughs> National Youth Science Forum at the beginning of Year 12 for two weeks in Canberra, uh, which the chemistry teacher at the time, McGruther, had sort of suggested. And I went to this camp for two weeks and I was just so fascinated by science. So I sort of felt like I was going to do something with science, but didn't know what. At the same time, I really loved English and humanities and studying French. When it came to the end of uh, year 12, I really didn't know what I was going to do. And I'd been on all these little adventures. You know, why don't you think about becoming an engineer? Why don't you think about becoming a doctor or a lawyer or a psychologist? And I'd been on a few different thought experiments and I hadn't come up with anything that I thought I knew I wanted to do. So I just ended up picking a degree that combined science and art together and did subjects that I liked, which ended up with me doing chemistry and psychology and French and majoring in all three of them at Sydney Uni. So my dad jokes that I don't know what you thought you were going to do with that, become a French psychochemist or something. So (laughs) I had no idea. And to some extent, I don't think I fully know even now. So it's been a continual unfolding. Lorraine, that's a big challenge for a lot of students in year 12 because often you're only 17 or 18. How do you find out what you want to do at that age? Because, you know, careers today change so much compared to what they did, you know, 20 or 30 years ago when often you stayed in the one job forever. This is something that, I, you know, I really sort of stressed out about at the time. And I remember being quite irritated that I didn't know. And I just wanted to know because I wanted to get on with it. Um, but I think now looking back, I've really adjusted my perspective. Like if I was that person now, I'd be much more okay with not knowing and being okay with like this is a lifelong journey of actually finding out what your purpose is like all these big questions like if you just find out your purpose then you can just go do it my approach has changed a lot I think and it's sort of a lot of trial and error to find out who you are and what your purpose is as you go 
there is no way I could have envisioned what I'm doing now then. So the other, the other thing that I think about now is that, well, maybe I just had no idea because I didn't even have the words or understanding of what that job or that role could have looked like. I was even hearing someone say, I've got two teenage boys and I was even hearing one of their teachers say recently, your boys will be involved in careers and jobs that haven't even been invented as yet. And you're involved in this whole frontier and chasing being a social entrepreneur. Tell us about how you got involved with PwC and setting up, this is extraordinary, a majority Indigenous-owned, staffed and managed business within the PwC network. Well, I had done a lot of studying. So, I, you know, I'd done my degree and then I did a master's and I spent some time overseas. And in my master's degree, I was focused on social business and social enterprise. And I really thought that this was a way that I could combine my interest in social justice and my desire to be practical and in the world in a job. But it was pretty new um, back in 2010, this would have been. Um, that wasn't really something in the vernacular, particularly in Australia, it was a bit more mm. familiar in Europe where I was studying. So I, I spent a little bit of time working in microfinance and then and I was in not-for-profit sort of space and then I thought, okay, I think I need to go into a business arena and get uh, these skills that I think I could then apply in a more impactful way. And so I did that um, at PwC initially in the strategy consulting team and I spent a couple of years uh, there doing all sorts of market analysis, um, merger and acquisition deals, things in mining and telecommunications. At one point, I became like an expert on how to transport bitumen via sea freight or something quite extraordinary. Wow. Um, And I knew that this was not something that I wanted to do long term, but I did recognise that it was a really interesting training ground for a way of thinking and a way of getting across topics fairly quickly that you have no idea about. And honestly, I kind of thought, oh, well, I'll do this for a little while and then I'll work out where I'm going to go. But as I um, got to know lots of people inside, I met lots of people who were really interested in hybrid business models and social impact. And it was really through speaking with them that um, one of the directors at the time, her name's Sarah Buckley, and she's still one of my mentors today, she said, I think you should be on this project with me where thinking about uh, a new business in the PwC network of firms that's an Indigenous-owned business and we need some people to, you know, come up with a plan to convince the executive that this is a good idea to to explore. And so I was sort of brought in initially to do some of the strategic planning to, like, to do a business case, really. But it became a lot bigger endeavour than that and so um, my little role in this small group of three people with PwC ended up being a much bigger endeavour of a co-creation process really um, over the course of a year to find Indigenous leaders. Uh, So it wasn't an acquisition. It was really finding individuals who were coming together in this new format to build a new business that had the PwC brand but and was minority owned by PwC, but most importantly was majority owned by Indigenous leaders and majority staffed by Indigenous People. And more or less, I've been um, working with them since 2013 until probably a year or so ago. So now that business is over 50 people and it's doing amazing work across all sorts of um, Indigenous affairs portfolios, working across government and community orgs and corporates in all sorts of areas from employment to collective impact styles of initiatives to 
reconciliation action plans and capacity building and community development styles. So You've been involved in all of these extraordinary companies and um, I guess now careers that are really emerging and are the future careers, certainly on a lot of fronts. You were involved in a social enterprise, which was a social energy company in Uganda, and now you are working with applied cybernetics. Now, I've never heard of this before, but is this correct? It combines technology, social and environment. Yes, cybernetics is is one of those terms that has a lot of different definitions and it's been used and reappropriated for, for a very long time that which makes it difficult to define sometimes. But essentially there's a there's a new school of cybernetics at the Australian National University which I'm currently doing a PhD with and I finished a master's program with last year. Probably the easiest way to think about cybernetics is to as you say consider that technologies are operating in a much broader complex system and cybernetics is a way to think about that complex system and taking into account the dynamics of technology, of society and of environment and really looking at things like feedback loops or communication and control, these sorts of dynamics. So not just the components, but how they interact and how they influence each other in a system. You've really been involved in careers and jobs that are socially responsible and certainly focusing on truth and respect. One of the great values I loved about attending St Vincent's College was its focus on social justice. Are they some of the values that really shaped you as a person and your career choices, do you think, Loren? I do. I do think that the social justice value set at Vinnie's has had a big impact. Like I have reflected on that multiple times throughout my career like you know where has this sort of drive or this desire to combine social and other impacts together come from and I do think that the value set um, being a Vinnie's girl has instilled a lot of that whether I've done it consciously or not sought out opportunities to explore what that really means so working in a solar energy organization in Uganda was part of a broader program that I did with an impact investor called Acumen, which is another organization that I feel is, you know, really aligned with some of the values that uh, resonate with me. I feel as though you could trace a lot of that back to the social justice focus at Vinny, for sure. And how important, Loren, do you think it is that we have real and honest conversations about that we have to survive as a society where we are responsible to those that aren't as fortunate as us, and especially with big global issues like climate change, that they cannot continue to be ignored? I think it's critical, this this notion of responsibility and what it means is is a real challenge for some people to, to define, you know, what is your individual responsibility? What is your societal responsibility, the responsibility in your family, responsibility at a nation level or um, your global citizen style responsibility? Uh, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack there in terms of understanding or coming up with your own um, compass around what responsibility means. And I think those types of conversations do start like when you're younger and when you're, you're thinking mm. about these bigger questions. Um, and sometimes, you know, we get sort of in, like in this mode of going through the motions and um, on the treadmill of life that we, we can lose sight. And I think maybe the pandemic is, you know, one of those jolting moments of reassessing what responsibility means. But I think, you know, it's quite easy to get lost in the momentum of, everyday life without 
connecting back to that broader, those broader questions of responsibility. And Loren, knowing what you know now and your life choices and your, your great career, what advice would you give to your younger self as a student at St Vincent's College? It's interesting because I think what we were talking about at the beginning in terms of just not stressing out about not knowing all the answers is um, certainly one piece of advice. I really resonated a lot with real key quotes around like living the questions, like, you know, that that is actually part of, of life, not necessarily knowing all the answers. And I think that sense of impatience, I certainly had, and I still have to some extent. So keeping that in balance, because you want that for momentum, but um, not to get so frustrated with yourself that you don't have answers when, you know, when you're not ready for the answer yet. So you're just ready to, to live the question for a bit longer. And I think the other thing for me is a real recognition of the breadth of what education means. And I think that's mm. something like from a Vinny's perspective that I really valued at the time, but value a lot more now that Vinny's was a place where it wasn't just about academics. It, like it certainly was um, instilled in us, you know, to have a lot of academic rigour. But there was a balance there in terms of the performing arts, in terms of sport, in terms of other ways to, to really explore learning. And I think that that is really crucial um, and not just, you know, when you're younger and exploring, but all throughout life to, to not pigeonhole yourself to learning being about um, something very structured and, you know, out of a book or out of a lecture or out of a video, but also like experiential learning being a big part of that, reflexive learning, like really thinking about what um, your impact has been or what you've taken from experiences to get to know yourself in the process. Now I think a lot more about those those broader experiences at Vinnie's and being involved in lots of extracurricular activities and I think that that has certainly made me a more well-rounded person and that contributes to your creativity and your imagination and these are the types of skills for the future that will be really important and your humanity as well. So my advice would be to really embrace the breadth of opportunities that are available at Vinnie's. Thank you so much for joining us, Lorraine. Congratulations on your extraordinary career and being at the frontier of making a real difference, not for just our lives right now, but for future generations. Thank you very much. It was great to share a bit about my story. Vinnie's Voices is an initiative of the St Vincent's College Foundation, celebrating 30 years of connecting supporters and amplifying our spirit. For further information on St Vincent's College, the College Foundation, or to continue listening to Vinnie's Voices, please go to the college's website, www.stvincents.nsw.edu.au, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn.